Hey, hey, sacred friends, this is Lori Andress, and welcome to Crystal Shaman Life. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, my sacred friends. I am Lori Andrus, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. This week, I have with me my very dear friend, Monica Canton. Monica is a dream teacher and a spiritual guide. She helps heart-centered entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals consciously break free of beliefs, patterns, and habits that have kept them from their highest potential for years. She combines her unique spiritual and energetic principles from dreaming, numerology, art, shamanism, and a variety of other modalities with concrete modern-day strategies to create rapid transformation. She believes in taking small actions on spiritual guidance to create amazing and profound results. Monica works with practical mystics who oftentimes live Fast, who oftentimes live fast-paced lives and are ready to embrace more of their own unique spiritual connection to bring more soul back into their life and or business. As a former university instructor and supervisor of 21 years, she traveled that path herself and she teaches others how to do the same in less time. She loves lattes, chocolate, journals, and amazing spiritual conversations. She lives with her husband and her funny dog in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So welcome, Monica. I am so excited to be here, Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to dive in today. We're going to chat energy of the year, the coming year, 2019, and chat about dreams and just, you know, really, really dive in. So, you know, I just shared a little bit, everybody, about who Monica is um, from that, you know, beautiful bio. And I just want to throw in a little side note for those of you who don't know, Monica and I go way back and um, we met how many years ago, Monica? <laughs> 12, 13 years ago? 12, yeah. Yeah, 12 years ago uh, when we both started shaman, shaman school together. And um, we took all of our classes together, traveled in Peru together, um, and have really grown into really deep, a deep friendship. And so it's really a great joy to share her with you today um, because she has a wealth of knowledge and life experience and uh, so much to share. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank ah. you. I, 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 we always have fun when we are on these calls, so I'm really excited to see what shows up. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to have this be kind of an open flow conversation. And um, so, Monica, you know, before we got on, we talked a little bit about uh, what the energy of this coming year is. And this is something that you really tap into quite beautifully. You're attuned to what is happening collectively for, at, you know, for each period of time. So would you mind talking a little bit about what is, what's, what can we expect in this coming year? 
So this coming year of 2019, I'm titling it The Magic of Creativity, Discover New Worlds. So in numerology, it's a three energy universally, and that's typically about creativity, fun, joy, color, talking with people, enjoying people socially, you know, becoming engaged socially, um, just having a lot more fun. It can also be a truth telling year. And so that can be in a, in a great way of being able to really speak your truth, not only to others, but yourself. And then also it, if, if getting emotionally attached, there can be that pain of truth telling of like, oh, I really haven't spoken my truth and now I get the opportunity to. Some of the challenges, you know, I always like to talk about all the amazing things that are happening. However, when we're really aware of what are I call potential pitfalls, meaning that they can happen, but if we're aware of them, we can sneak in and do more of the exciting piece, right? Mm -hmm. So that energy is um, some of the potential pitfalls are scattered, uh, not being able to focus, the kind of losing your keys kind of thing where it's like you never know where you put them, all of that, uh, not speaking your truth, uh, getting overly involved in drama of other people in order to, to avoid things. So those are just some of the things that, that can be potential pitfalls. So what I do is I take, yeah, I take that information that we can get in a regular numerology report, which is just kind of what I talked about right now, but I couple it with whatever it is that comes through me to be able to channel this information. And what I'm calling it is the magic of creativity, discover new worlds. So this next year, yeah, we have that whole creative aspect, but we also have this aspect of adventure, fun, excitement, change, shifting. And it is so different than this year because this year we've been in much more of a, a quiet, ease, grace, and, and having to have an excessive amount of patience. And for most people, that's making, a, if for most people who are probably listening to this, they're probably like, yeah, we're kind of done with all of this. We want some more action, some movement, um, some creative ideas. And that's really how January is going to start out. So the magic of creativity, discover new worlds, is really about the new worlds that we discover. So we can be talking about later on in this, in this podcast about discovering new worlds and dreaming, but really discovering our own new worlds. What are those unique things that are um, popping up from our heart that are ready to be expressed? Where are we telling the truth and saying, you know what? this is what I really want to do. I keep on saying that I want to do X, Y, and Z, but this keeps on popping out. And this magic of creativity is also giving everybody the opportunity to create their own reality. And I know that, you know, that's been a buzzword a lot is like, oh, create your own reality. Think it through, say all of these affirmations, which are all great, but it really is also about having the ability to build your own vision, meaning, um, what is it that you're wanting in your life or you see for yourself and how can you continually build that out by being like, Oh yeah, I really like this. I think I want to add that to my life vision or I want to add this piece. So being able to creatively go with the flow instead of having such a lockdown vision of saying it can only be this way and finding those creative paths that a lot of times we don't give ourselves the luxury and the opportunity to explore.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, well, I'm guessing you're super excited about this. And I can, I'm guessing that <laughs> yeah. people are listening. They're going, yay, we're finally going to have a little bit lighter of a year. <laughs> Feels like yeah. the last couple have been kind of intense and um, working through just deep personal things to, to get there. So this is exciting. I like the idea of um, discovering a new world. Like there just is an adventure spirit in that. So beautiful. Thank you. Um, you know, the, I know that dream work is a really big part of your work, Monica, and working uh, consciously with your, your nighttime dreams, but also like, how do you like bridging that into your reality. And so I'm curious if you could just kind of talk a little bit actually for our listeners, share a little bit on your background of dream work, because I know that you've been really into this for a very long time. And, um, and then just speak a little bit about how do we work with that more unconscious place to mm-hmm. create a new reality? Yeah. Very cool. So I started doing, um, really got more into dream work about 20 years ago. I was taking an art class and the woman that was teaching the art class was, did a lot with dream work. And so she really wanted us to, you know, access that, that world. And I just remember all I had was this kind of a nightmare almost, or this really sad dream. That was the only thing that I could remember. And so I really didn't want to go back into dreams because it just didn't, appeal to me but I started working doing some work with her and that opened up that dream and from there I started dreaming and got and started to have a lot more fun and accessing it and then went to this this conference called the International Association for the Study of Dreams so it's a big um, association that is international and they have a big conference once a year it is in the US or it is in Europe. And so it's a five to six day conference and there's everything from um, creativity and dreaming, um, scientific dreaming, um, more of the kind of shamanic, um, indigenous type of dreaming and all of that. And so I went there and I just experienced all these new things and I just went to have fun, right? I was just like, okay, I'll just see what this is about. And I remember coming back just blown away. Even people at the, at the conference, they're like, what is going on with you? And I'm just like, I don't know. You know, somebody did some drumming, which I had never experienced. And it led me into all of these deeper places. I like to tell people that I came back and I remember like three or four days later, I'm on the street in, at the university where I was teaching at the time and I ran into my old therapist and I and I showed him some photo some pictures that I drew and told him a few things that happened and he just it's like his jaw just dropped and he said to me Monica how is it that I have been trying to get you to go to that place for five years and you did it in five days and I said to him they were my images and it was my dreaming. And it was a really pivotal moment for me to realize that five years of therapy, and and he's a great therapist. I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but it was talking, talking, talking. And the dreams helped me access things that I didn't even know I needed to access or that I got the opportunity to access. So I've been working with dreams in all of those modes. And then it, you know, I landed doing a lot of shamanic work. That's where I met you. 
um, a lot of other spiritual work. And then a few years ago, I started working with um, a teacher who I've been following for over 10 years who does what I call shamanic dreaming or active dreaming. Mm -hmm. And so it goes beyond the place of just saying, oh, is this a metaphor for your life or is this represent your mother or your father? It actually treats the dream world as a real world. And that's when I'm talking about all the realities, all the different dimensions. That's where people can really start to create and interact with the images, much like what I was doing back then. So that is where I've really um, spent my time now is working with that and helping people to, first of all, if they don't know, if they don't dream to help them unblock themselves to be able to start dreaming at night, to show them how to dream during the day, but then how to use it. And so some of the things that can happen with dreaming, shamanic dreaming, active dreaming is say, for example, you have a dream and there's something that it's not quite finished, but you know that it needs to. So being able to actively re-enter that dream and to complete it, to get more information, to be able to see, oh, who are the, what are the animals showing up, the, um, the power animals showing up? What are the spiritual guides that are showing up in our dreams? Um, how is it helping for our health? What are ways that we can access past, present, and future going through what I, what I call the house of time? How can we access, see, are we dreaming our own reality? Are we dreaming parallel realities? Are we dreaming other people's dreams? All of this kind of stuff can show up as well as a lot of deep healing. So mm -hmm. for example, being able to um, what we call soul recovery. So with the shamanic work, both you and I, that, that we do, mm -hmm. we do work sh um, soul retrievals, helping people who are like, exhausted or feel that something is missing and they're not quite sure how to bring that back we do that as the shaman going through that dream world through that creative journey mm -hmm. and soul recovery is what happens with the dreaming where people are able to actually recover pieces of them that are maybe a little bit more accessible easier to access right than mm -hmm. with a big shaman session so right. those are just some of the things that can happen with dreaming um and and where it came from mm -hmm. Wow. And so you were talking about, you wanted to know about how to start dreaming. Was that the next question or? I think, I, I think so. And I think I got really hooked into, um, there was a phrase you used and it was so concise. Um, it was about the dream reality being reality, something mm -hmm. around that. And um, I almost, I, I kind of would like for you to speak a little bit more to that. Like, how do we begin to shift our perception? And maybe this would throw it out of order, but um, shift our perception around the real, around our dreams being a reality. There's, there's something there that I feel like I'd love for mm -hmm. you to just kind of unpack a little bit for us. Yeah. So one way of actually starting to engage with it to before getting into like the deeper pieces of oh is this a parallel reality is this my child self you know all of that <laughs> is being able to just start to play with it and that's the beauty of this kind of dream work is that it is about play it is about lightness it is about joy and so with that is 
um, something that I like to call synchronicity experience and it, meaning how are you dreaming during the day? And that helps to understand that we're always creating our reality. So one way I, I tell people is to start out with an intention for the day. It could be as simple as I want to feel inspired. I want more clarity. I would like clues on what my next, um, my next book is about or what my next project is about. And then putting it out there to the universe. And I'll say God, spirit, universe, whatever that connection is for the people listening. And then taking the clues that are coming through to them, you know, through, through songs on the radio, billboards, um, books, uh, let's see, um, signs that people see. Or even I like to go into stores and just like funky stores and then see what are the signs and things. What overheard conversation, what does somebody say that all of a sudden is really loud? What do you see on Facebook or Instagram? All of those things. And so what starts to show up is people start to realize, oh, wait a minute, all of these clues are happening during the daytime. I am creating my reality. But it is because there's an intention that's set and people are looking for those clues and honoring them. Mm. And so one of the things I tell people, one of the common things is just like, oh, that's so crazy. That just couldn't happen. Well, you're sh then a person is completely shutting down this new reality that they could create for themselves. Mm. So how can people really stay in that place of, of magic? And once a person is able to do that, in the dream time during the day, then it starts to show in all different avenues. It starts to show up more in the dream time during the night. But it also gives the person the opportunity, when you start seeing all kinds of clues around you, and you start seeing the world as a magical creation that is constantly being dreamed into being every second, then there's more opportunity to see the things that you might be missing because you're expanding your ability to see miracles. Whoa. Wow. I just feel like there needs to be like a grand pause with that. Uh-huh. Because you're expanding your ability to see miracles. I just want to like write that down and have that. So do I. Me. I was like, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. What wow. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of want to bridge together two phrases. I wrote down this one earlier when you were right, when you were talking, um, you, you said honoring the clues and um, it's by honoring the clues that we're expanding our ability to experience miracles. Yep. Wow. 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 I feel like you just busted something open. <laughs> it's hey, really that's what we're all about, right? Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, some of our list, my listeners, you know, I'm sure there are, there are people at home who are quite familiar with their dreams and their dream time and their dream state. And then there are individuals who are less familiar with that. And and maybe looking to just begin getting to know their dreams, um, beginning getting to know that they do dream at night. That's that's actually something I hear a lot. Is, I don't remember my dreams. I don't think I dream at all. Those are kind of some of the phrases I often hear. And so I'm curious how, what would be some guidance or suggestions that you would offer to someone at home who's who's got you know who 
doesn't remember their dreams or doesn't know that they dream. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I'm going to, I, that's why I started this um, call out sharing that I didn't remember my dreams except for that one dream. Yeah. So that people realize that you don't have to have been a prolific dreamer all your life to be able to dream. We actually have three to five dreams a day. I mean, three to five dreams a night. Wow. We, it is part of the way that it, it actually is our, helps us stay healthy mm -hmm. and all of that. And so knowing that it's not so much that we don't dream, it's that we don't remember them. And right. so what I always tell people is, first of all, just make a commitment to wanting to open up the dream time for yourself. So the first thing I always would tell people is get a journal or a pad of paper and put it by your bedside with a, with a pen and write an intention at night. Please help me open the dream time. Or what is something I need to know that honors my soul for the next day or anything like that. So first of all is doing that. Second of all, if people are really heavy sleepers and they're wanting to remember their dreams, drink a lot of water right before bed so that at like two in the morning, you all of a sudden wake up. And then the moment you wake up, quick, bring your little pad of paper into the bathroom <laughs> and write down what shows up, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, it's about establishing a relationship because dreaming is the language is, is our soul speaking to us. And so our soul wants to know that it's being honored and it wants to know that it's being paid attention to. So a couple of the other things that I tell people is honoring the fragments, honoring any little thing that comes up. So some people will think, Oh, it's not that full grandiose dream of, you know, um, being in a castle and all kinds of fog and, you know, all those really cool things. Um, somebody might get an ironing board and they're, and they're just, and they don't, and they're just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And so they'll immediately push it away. And that's your soul talking. So it's really about honoring and just even writing down ironing board. Or mm -hmm. if there was a faint sense or a feeling of um, happiness to write that down as well. So really honoring fragments as well is super important. And then um, what else was I going to say? The other piece that which we talked about with um, dreaming in the day. So that synchronicity experience, if people aren't remembering their dreams, when you practice it in the daytime, then it's going to help you do it in the nighttime because you're already actively engaging your soul during the day that in the nighttime it can start to be engaged as well. Mm. And, Oh, this is one. So this is a person I worked with a long time ago had had multiple surgeries and she had um, brain surgery and she had, um, I think she had short term memory loss or something and she really couldn't remember her dreams and she wanted to. Mm -hmm. So she got really creative and she said, you know what? I'm going to ask, a dream guardian to open the dreams for me tonight. So she, she meditated on that in, at nighttime. She had her piece of paper by her bedside and she's like, great dream giver or whatever it was she said, please open the dream time for me. And she had a powerful dream that night. And so we can be really creative. I think when we get into that state of mind saying, I can't do it, then we can't. But when we get in that state of mind, just keep on trying, 
Maybe it's during the day, maybe it's at night. And I do want to share a caveat because I was working with somebody, or I did um, a dream class for a group, and this one guy told me that he had he was on a lot of medications for for certain things that he couldn't get off of, and he couldn't remember his dreams. There are people who are taking certain medications that they have to take, and they can't remember the dream time. Mm-hmm. So I really was talking with him about doing it during the day, but then we also started talking about them daydreams he has or the visions that he has of oh this isn't going to work or this might happen or this will and i and i told him those are dreams as well so knowing that if it's not happening for you in the nighttime find a different avenue for that but we're always dreaming and we can really make it fun and have have a great time with it so those are just a few of the things that i i tell people and pretty much if when people do that within a few days, mm-hmm. they're going to start dreaming. And actually I have a feeling that after listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're going to start dreaming. dreaming. That just happens. <laughs> I happen to be that I awaken dreams that just is people are like, I had the first dream. I think that's weird. And it's like, no, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way, way back when, um, right after, was it right after we finished shaman school that you really embraced the identity of the awakened dreamwalker? Like that mm-hmm. is like a core part of your essence. And so to say, I awaken dreams. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. She does. Monica yeah, does. <laughs> Monica awakens dreams. Yes. she. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay. So one of the things that was kind of curious, uh, a curiosity that was running through my head, uh, so it was this idea of the kind of, um, almost like, I'm going to call them prophetic dreams, like the ones that feel more prophetic. Like how do you, how does all this kind of come together with that? You know, part of me is like, okay, if, if the, the conscious link is happening between the physical world and the dream world, and they're, they're, the reality is shifting. Like, how, can you can you kind of speak to that a little bit? I am not sure where this is going, but yeah, <laughs> there's something I there. That. I get that because that was one of the challenges that I had when I first started dreaming, doing more of the dream work was because we can get a lot of messages like, you know, with our dreams, how is this representing our day-to-day reality? Um, does this remind me of something? Did I see something like this the other day? all of that and so we can get stuck in that that world which is which is a great way to look at dreams but there are also super prophetic dreams where there are those dreams where somebody can say you know what this isn't about my brother my sister this isn't about what's going on this is a deep message from spirit Mm -hmm. and those are those prophetic dreams that that we have and so knowing that there's a way to work with them because i that is i think one of the things for example why a dream encyclopedia or a dream dictionary won't work because we do have the opportunity to bring in these prophetic dreams and so what is a prophetic dream it can be all of a sudden that connection that you feel super connected to all that is mm-hmm. um you or you connect in with a different lineage. It could be connecting in with the ancestors, connecting in with your own ancestors or your own spiritual ancestry. You know, like for example, there are a lot of people who don't have any Native American ancestry 
but they connect in with those images very deeply. So they're connecting into that spiritual lineage and they come in through the, this, this um, prophetic dreaming. So prophetic dreaming really is this ability to access different dream planes, different dream realities. So connecting in with maybe you're connecting in with the past of when th this person lived and I'm just using people as an example right now, mm -hmm. yeah. but maybe you're tapping into the past of when this person lived and they have a deep message for you now. And then also what is the message that you have for them? Right. And so it's a back and forth kind of thing, but this prophetic message isn't so often we consider it so um, unaccessible, meaning that we can't do anything with it. It's just like, Oh, wow, this is a big dream. But when we continue to work with it, engage the images, we can start to explore wider territory of why this came to us. Mm -hmm. And knowing that um, time is really, oh, what would I say? The time is really an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. We use time as a way of being able to understand our lives. But prophetic dreams often come in this place of this timeless space and being able to to access this wisdom and so some of this wisdom can be how to live a better life or it could be secrets coming from other traditions people have learned have learned foreign languages through their dreams to be able to talk with people from way back that have given lots of information on how to live a better life now so those are just some of the things but it's being able to work on that plane and so i'm using ancestors as one of them but the other thing and we see this a lot now for example in the movies and books and 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 different what people term fantasy fiction is mm -hmm. accessing different worlds um that have information for us right where there are creatures there are animals there are prophetic beings and and all of that to be able to access more of um what would i say healing for ourselves but also for the planet and i'm very much a proponent for the dreaming comes as a way to connect us all mm -hmm. and it's for us it's for those around us and it's also for the earth. So how are we taking all of these things and actively engaging in it? And that's what I talk about with active dreaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm curious how right now you are working with your dreams in, in your day-to-day -day life. Like how are, like what are some of the things that are showing up in your world as you're working with your dream time and bringing that together, changing, Discovering your discovering new worlds as you're dis, as you're discovering new new worlds. Yeah. Okay. So a few different things. First of all, I'll have the practical dreams. So meaning I'll have certain questions that I ask at night, and I'll have the practical ones giving me advice of what programs to run, what things to do, what people to connect with. 
-hmm. And then I've been having, let's, over this last year, there's been a lot more around soul houses. Where am I cleaning other people's houses? Where are other people wanting me to clean houses? And so I've learned a lot of how people who aren't taking care of themselves or aren't taking care of their soul duties, as I call them, mm -hmm. are trying to get other people to do them in the dream time. And so really being aware of boundaries. So that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I've been really getting the opportunity to be able to see, as well as for my own self. What are those unexplored rooms that I have in my own soul house that are my, maybe my room of creativity or my room, my room of just kind of wildness or my bohemian nature, right? Because mm -hmm. that's one that's been coming up. So those are a few of the things with the dreams. Mm -hmm. Also, I've had dreams where I've been exploring. I, I, I love the whole idea of exploring other worlds. That is my big thing with the dreaming is this mm -hmm. time shifting and time traveling. So I do a lot of that in my dreams. So going into um, traveling into early 19th, 19th century France and connecting in with a woman there and being able to talk and her writing and then me writing and her telling me, if you don't write, I can't write, you know? And so understanding that we are integral parts of this amazing creation. I've had moments of um, tapping into my traveler side who had, who had been on a parallel reality for over the last 20 years. I have dreams of these dream places in Europe all over the place. And I connected in with her this summer, this, wow. this parallel reality and coming together to say, Hey, let's work together. And that's been a deep, deep process. You know, some people be like, Oh, that's so cool. I get to connect from <laughs> a parallel reality. And it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome, but it's a lot of integration. Yeah. So there are all of these abilities Mm -hmm. to do that. And so some of them have happened in the nighttime dreams. Mm. Others have happened through drumming journeys with, with other people, mm -hmm. which are also a way of activate, acti getting into the dreams. And the other piece of it, and this is also with the dream work, sometimes I'll have a dream and there's a lot of craziness going on, but there's one piece of light or there's one cool thing. It might be a cup of hot chocolate. It might be a little jewel. It might be a ray of sunshine. And it would almost go unperceived, but the whole idea of active dreaming is to be able to find that joy, find that light. And so some of the ways that I've worked with them is finding that one light finding that one hot cocoa and journaling with it and mm. going into other journeys. So it's about, it's, it's like going through different layers and, and finding what you choose to engage with. And mm. that is also a way um, that I've worked with my dreams over the last years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I really, really love the piece about um, the work with the soul houses and how you've learned boundaries through that, like a whole new level of boundaries. And, you know, Monica and I being really close friends, this is something that we've um, 
we, we get to see the ins and outs, the depth of like where, where things go and, you know, like how this really happens. And, you know, witnessing Monica uh, go, go through this part of discovery for herself and, um, and really become clearer in, in who she is and in her work. And the, it, it's just, it's really beautiful. So I, I'm really glad you shared that piece. Thank you. Because I think um, at home, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening who also do sacred work. And, you know, I think the piece of boundaries comes up a lot. And uh, thank you for sharing how you've accessed that for yourself. Because I don't know that there's a, a lot of traditional, you know, like there's so many non-traditional ways to really access that and come into a right place. And I, I love that piece. So thank you. Yes. And, and also realizing doing spiritual work is constantly up leveling in all different areas. Cause I know you and I have talked about this where we hear in certain communities where people say, well, I'm done with my spiritual work. I'm done with my growth work. I'm done with my inner work. I'm done with boundary work. We're never done. We're never done. I mean, mm -hmm. that is the amazing beauty. We can always access another layer to be more and more the best version of ourselves possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I always say here that I'm, I'm, I'm both a practitioner and a student of shamanism. And I feel like there's this constant intertwining of, um, yes, we step into our role, you know, our position or, you know, role or, or um, what we are called to do in the sacred work we're here to do. And at the same time, we continue to expand with that because we're willing to go deeper, because we're willing to look within, because we're willing to continue the personal journey beyond, you know, a prescripted personal journey. So mm -hmm. um, thank you for dropping in on that too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So with that, um, I think we're, we're kind of coming up on our, our time here. And I want, um, I want to invite you, Monica, to share with our listeners, you have an upcoming five-day dream experience. So can you share a little bit about that and where people can learn more about you and where they can sign up for that? Awesome. Thank you. Uh -huh. yeah, so where people can learn more about me is at monicakenton.com. And that's where I have my website. Uh, but I also, you can find me on Facebook. I do a lot of Facebook lives. You can also find me on Instagram. And the five-day dream experience, I'm going to be doing it at the end of the year to go into the new year. So really dreaming into the new year. What is that dream that you're going to have on the first of the year? Because so often what we dream on the first of the year really influences a lot of what happens during the year. So it's a fun way of, of coming into that. So where you can find out more information about that is at monicakenton.com forward slash sacred dreaming. And it's going to be a five day experience where I'm going to be sharing with you some tips to unlock the dream time meditation, um, and answering questions and all of that, but getting you in that place where you're putting to rest 2018 and you're stepping into 2019 with that new dream. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, it's so exciting to be able to come from that place of this gift that just shows up on the first. It's not something that you've journaled away and, you know, dealt, done all the words and choices and things. It's just, 
always a beautiful, amazing surprise. And so that's what this is about. And it's at, again, at monicakenton.com forward slash sacred dreaming. Perfect. And we'll put the link in the show notes for you so that you can just head over there with the greatest of ease. So Monica, with that, um, I had one final note that you'd like to leave everyone with or message about dreaming about this coming year as we wrap up today. Okay. We're going through a big shift right now of being able to actively work with our dreams, our, the things that we've come here to share with the world and to create our reality. This next year is giving us an opportunity to step into those new things. And I just encourage everybody, if it's through dreaming, if it's through something else to actively engage with your soul in a way that you may never have done before mm -hmm. to give yourself the opportunity to hear the whispers that you've never heard before, because that is what's going to be happening this next year. And in the process of discovering these new worlds, you're also going to discover the new world for yourself. And that in turn shifts and changes everything for everyone around us. So stay in the light, the positive, the fun, and release any of the chaos or drama from others and just do you. Yeah. Aho. Whew. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Monica. Thank You're you for welcome. joining us. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's always fun to sit and chat with you. <laughs> mm. All right. So everyone, thank you for tuning in this week. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a couple stars and a favorable review and like, follow, and listen. Uh, we are here every week and uh, we'll connect with you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, listeners. Have a beautiful day and shine brightly. Bye for now.